Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Hello and welcome to Rookie and Nice, the new podcast from BBC Good Food. My name is Miriam Nice. And I'm Nadia Zirfat, also known as the Rookie Chef. Unlike Miriam, I'm right at the start of my cooking journey. My day-to-day job is replying to your feedback and talking to you on our social media channels. Whereas I've been working in food and food writing for many years, including the last six at BBC Good Food. In this series, we're joining forces to deep dive into a recipe with an expert guest and help answer your cookery questions too. While I learn how to perfect a new dish, each week Miriam will be finding out how and when it's served and who to. Join us as we learn all about some of our favourite dishes and uncover some great cookery tips direct from the experts. We're getting to grips with a real culinary building block today, and that is rice. Specifically, sushi rice. And with us, we have chef, cookery teacher and food writer, Yuki Gomi. Hi, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And uh, tell us us a little bit about you and the work that you do, Yuki. Okay, so um, I'm a Japanese chef and a cookery teacher, and also found out Yuki's kitchen. Uh, also, I'm author of Sushi at Home, um, published by Penguin in 2013. So I teach Japanese cooking from my kitchen in South London and give the skills and technique study uh, students wanted to cook Japanese food at home. So it's much easier and fun for a daily base. Uh, so a little bit of my background, should I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. So I grew up, um, in, obviously, in Japanese traditional family, a beautiful mountain in the countryside by the Mount Fuji. And also, I used to live in Tokyo. I grew up in a huge city and buzz in the boom time in the 80s. And so my father take us to the, you know, lots of fancy and trendy restaurants as well. So it's, it's kind of crazy contrast in my early age and uh, when I was uh, in the 90s so basically uh, when I was a teenager I was really passionate about music so I decided to be uh, study in abroad in Chicago so I moved to in Chicago and study classical music and in it's a long time in cutting short (laughs) so basically end up I my passion to change to food. So I study uh, 
culinary arts in Chicago. So basically a record and blur in Chicago. So I wanted to be a professional chef. So then at the same time, I training in Chicago and working the proper like chefs and, uh, you know, like real um, men's oriented, you know, like tough life. But I yeah. really enjoyed uh, my new life, become new life. And then I backed into Japan uh, two thousand uh, around early 2004. I decided to, I want to learn more focus on Japanese cuisine. Basically, I back to my heritage. And uh, so I, I focus on more Japanese traditional skills. And uh, I learned from a professional, like a master, Japanese master chefs. And then, <laughs> 2005, I moved, into, uh, moved uh, to England and work in a Japanese restaurant. Again, it's really traditional, working in the sushi master chefs and uh, busy life and become private chef. Then in, uh, um, I realized a lot of people ask me to how to cook Japanese food at home. So I started little by little teaching more Japanese cooking uh, for Westerners or people who live in abroad, uh, outside Japan, basically. So then, and then that's how I start Yukito Kitchen. So I become cookery writer and a cookery teacher now. That's Fantastic. an incredible life so far. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's been a long time. In chefs. Wow. Um, sorry, I was just sort of thinking about all the places you've been. I forgot we're actually on a podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, we asked our cookery team if they had any questions for you. And obviously you're incredibly qualified to answer them. So um, the first one is, we have a rice cooker. How is it best to cool down sushi rice once made in the rice cooker? Should I take it straight out when it beeps or leave it on the warming setting for a bit? Yes, I mean, you can use in the cookery uh, uh uh, rice cooker or you can use a pot uh, but most important like after cook you need to steam a little bit without heat then still hot then you immediately place it in a tray and it adds the sushi vinegar mixture then then you can cool down immediately that's how that's the most important part so just like if you leave it basically slowly slowly cool down so that's become more dainty and basically overcooked uh, rice. So it's not very ideal. Yeah. So you don't need a, a rice cooker to make it at home. You can you can just use a. Okay. No, great. at all. Good to know. <laughs> it's good. You don't have to. You don't need to buy another gadget. <laughs> Trust me, I, I don't need any more gadgets. I've got a kitchen full of them. I can't close the cupboards anymore. Um, and would you say, speaking of gadgets, a microwave rice cooker is any good? Uh, practical wise, I personally I don't use a uh, microwave to make uh, rice, but yeah, yeah, technically you can do uh, basically steaming method. So yes, microwave is basically makes sense, kind of nicely steam it. So yes, of course you can use a uh, microwave as well. And uh, lastly, how can I incorporate any other grains? Are there some recommended percentages I should stick to, or just a spoon, a sp- or just a few spoonfuls of something? For example, quinoa. Ah, uh, I guess um, my believe it or not, my brother is a food scientist, <laughs> and his business is a grain business. So he 
using a lot of different grains to make really nice, healthy um, rice. But traditionally, we don't mix with any other grains. Uh, Even we don't do brown rice for sushi rice. But personally, I really like it because it's much healthier and it also gives some different interesting flavor as well. So why not? You can add quinoa or red uh, or uh, buckwheat or some different grains. It makes much more interesting flavor as well. So you're, you're a very foody family as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what a good uh, resource to ask yeah. your mother. That's so handy. Very, yes, very useful. <laughs> Brilliant. So now we'd love to sort of take a deep dive into the recipe and today you're helping us perfect sushi rice. So could you tell us what the perfect sushi rice should be like? Well, it's not overcooked, but it's of course it's not undercooked. That's the most important part. So it's like um, baking. So you have to be, it's very simple to make, but you have to be super precise. So even though I'm, Probably I make sushi rice like a million times, like a thousand, thousand times. But I always measure the rice and quantities right. So most important, you need to precise. So first of all, you need, I normally do one-to-one. Basically, one cup of rice, you need one cup of water. So just same volume. So that's really important of the ratio is right. And also... Good, good quality of water. So it's very simple. But uh, yeah, so timing and quantity is very important. You say um, good quality of water, like is tap, tap water okay? Or would you, would you need to filter it first? Of course, <laughs> I always tease in my friends or my students as well, but you can use, I always use in tap water, you yeah. know. But again, we obsess about rice in Japanese people are obsessed about rice. So soft <coughs> water is ideal. Yeah. So a lot of people using uh, uh, soft water. So just buy the, uh, you know, pet bottle water or mineral water. So which is actually tastes better. So because England is, um, it's a hard, very hard water. So can be effects to buy that. So if you wanted to a little bit more, next level you can use soft water ah so cool and um sushi sushi rice has to be in on the day it's made um what are the sort of safety concerns around sort of making rice and eating it kind of cold or slightly warm basically if you put the uh rice after cooked the rice in the fridge so obviously getting like a dry so I don't want to be a rude, but, uh, you know, if you go to the supermarket sushi, sometimes it's a bit cold and kind of dry, more plastic taste, yeah. which is uh, cold rice has become very hard and it's not very nice. So normally keep it in the room temperature, which is safe-wise you can keep for about day. So if you make a morning, keep for the night dinner uh, without fridge. Uh but uh, um, seasonings of the rice, because when I do, uh, after cook the rice, normally adds the rice vinegar mixture, we call yeah. sushi soup. So that makes the flavor, nice sugar and vinegar flavor, and also uh, protects the uh, bacteria growing. 
Okay. So it's quite clever, you know. That's really clever. So, yes, basically vinegar is the hygiene, right? So you, you can use for the cleaning or basically stop bacterial growth. So it's really important adding that vinegar mixture. Awesome. Mm. Really interesting. And, you know, you've spoken a bit about um, what's traditional. Could you tell us a little bit about the origin of sushi? Yes, origin sushi, apparently, like hundreds, hundreds of years ago, come from uh, China. But that time, more like a fermentation will preserve food. Then it originally starts in Tokyo, which is called Edomai sushi. And more, they use more preserved to start with, not like always fish. So they use more uh, fermented uh, vegetables or fermented even fish to start with. And almost like a street food to start with. It's, it's very strange to say. <laughs> then it become more fancy food. And then they now become more fancy food and also take away street food as well. So both, it's, yeah. it's kind of forced <laughs> yeah. now. But yeah, originally, yes. So it started in, in um, Tokyo. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Amazing. I feel like it's one of those things that, because we, like you say, we have it for like fancy occasions, but also just you can buy it from the supermarket and you can have it in the street. Like it's, it's kind of everywhere that there's lots of these kind of questions that you've just never asked. You just take it for granted. Like just everyone just eats sushi all the time. But I wondered, like one of the things that we ask when, when you're making it, you sort of have to ask for sashimi grade or like sushi grade, like fish. Um, what does, do you know what that classification actually means? Because I've never asked. Very <laughs> difficult space it's the most important because i start and teach online course that means people has to buy their own ingredients yeah so most most difficult part is the right uh safety safe wise as well uh sushi great fish uh first of all is um uh you two things concerned one is the freshness. Obviously, it has to be a fresh. It's not smell like fishy or um, like fresh as possible. But secondly, uh, parasites. Uh, uh, so basically, each fish has got different uh, bacteria or um, concern of the pasteurized. So have to be deep freeze to kill it. Okay. And that's uh, sushi becomes sushi great. So quite often, some people like frozen fish. Is people re- like think that oh, frozen food, but actually deep freeze technique, which is like a minus fifty degree to um, to basically fr- freeze immediately, then then kill the bacteria or kill the parasites, then then um, become ah. safe. That's kind of one of the uh, sushi great. Uh, fish. It all depends on the, how they grow because fish is ocean is a huge, right? So yeah. some, some it's like animals. Some fish is like a tuna, was a huge and deep sea fish, and some fish is um, um, you know like small fish to big fish. It's all different. So you have to understand the most best way to do. You have to trust the fishmonger to ask what it is or what uh, fish is available for sushi or not. That's really have to clear. I 
I also have a question, Miriam. You just sort of mentioned how, you know, there's a lot of questions that you never ask. Often you get served um, wasabi, although I found out it's not actually wasabi in most places. It's, my mind was blown by that. Um, But you get served wasabi and soy sauce. Is there a correct way or sort of method to, to eating it like that or... Yes, it's not, it's not really has to have the rule, but normally, um, if you go to the traditional restaurant, uh, sushi, master sushi chef already put inside. So you have to ask them to without if you don't want to. So for example, when I was a child, I always ask them to make sure not put in a wasabi because only another reason for wasabi is hygiene as well. So mm. it's good to have a wasabi to keep, um, protect the food poison. So nobody they put in a wasabi inside. So, but if you don't want to, you can without. Or some, I found when I do in a lot of catering business, uh, quite few people has got wasabi allergy <laughs> as well. So I normally don't put it in a, inside of the rolls or in, in a nigiri. So I normally separate it. So that means you can put in a little side dish with. Uh, wasabi and soy sauce mixed together and you can dip uh, onto the uh, sushi it's by piece okay amazing so that, that no rule but only one thing I would say uh, a lot of people dunk soy sauce too much <laughs> okay <laughs> so we do very little in Japan like a traditional way so that's enjoy more flavor of fish and rice so yeah that's um that's a little uh tips as well so don't just don't just drown it and yeah (laughs) try and enjoy it first i can't wait until i next try sushi i'll be daintily dunking (laughs) it touch just a little (laughs) yeah oh yeah um and when did you fall in love with cooking because you said you were first into like music and then you sort of switched what made you have that switch Yes, it's very interesting. Um, I always wanted to be a musician, like opera singer, you know, trained classical music at my early age. But when I moved to America, I see a lot of people and a lot of my friends, especially play music, they love food somehow. It's always like food and music, (laughs) always uh, in my life. So I, I kind of finish whole my life to be music life I wanted to be something else and then I realized I always cook <laughs> so I cook for my friends and I always cook and then I oh actually I wanted to be a I wanted to change my life to be more you know surrounded by food so then I study um uh, I study uh, more focus on culinary arts yeah in Chicago nice that's yeah (laughs) I wish I mean you've just had such a you know wide variety of things across your life haven't you yeah I mean it's so funny enough like all my my music's teacher everyone loves cooking Mm. I don't know why but I think I have to practice and sometimes I have to stay in a home all day and feel feel guilty (laughs) to go outside so what only can do is food (laughs) cooking so a lot of my friends and I always love cooking so now my passion is more cooking than music now yeah yeah and um obviously you're you're a teacher what what do you find are some common mistakes that people make when they make sushi at home uh 
Hmm. I mean, generally, my student, mistake, common mistake. Um, or just anyone that... <laughs> yeah, I think it's little things because, as I said, Japanese cooking is an incredibly simple approach. But as simple can be go wrong, it's, it's, it's quite awful <laughs> result. So I always said, please follow my recipe. You know, like everything you take, take, take. <laughs> so a lot of common recipe, uh, common mistake. I always said to them to um, please wash the rice and soak into the water before start cooking uh, uh, class. Because I do now a lot of online course. So I have to tell the prepare only one thing. Please, you know, measure rice, wet the rice and Wash the rice, please soak in the water. That makes so different. And sometimes people are like, oh, I forgot. And then when I start teaching, and then, oops, I'm so sorry. But I mean, still I can teach or I can rescue them, but uh, it's quite a big difference in the results wise. <laughs> so little things makes big difference. Have you ever just gone, no, you can't come in the class now. You've not, you've not done your homework. <laughs> Back of the class. <laughs> Detention for you. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I love to do rescue. So then, you know, okay, you need a little bit more quantity of rice or you need to cook a little bit longer. It's quite fun to teach. But um, yeah, generally, if you do this, um, tick, 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 then always same results, I guarantee you. So yeah, that's quite interesting. Um that big difference simple things but huge difference in the in the end yeah great and um for you personally what's your favorite way to enjoy sushi rice i love any sort of i mean i quite like the uh different a lot of people think sushi is just fish with a uh, raw fish but uh, for me i enjoy with a uh, lots of different ingredients like seasonal vegetables and then also, it's not only rolling sushis. We have a million different type of uh, sushi in Japan. So even though my book called Sushi at Home, obviously, um, they have 65 different recipes just for the sushi. So you enjoy much more than like raw fish. And so I love simple kind of even smoked salmon or smoked mackerel with coriander. So whatever you have in, in a supermarket or in the fridge, you can make simple, fresh sushi. So it's the most important, good quality of rice and <laughs> makes everything different. So that's that's my favourite things to, yeah, enjoy. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, like smoked mackerel and coriander sounds delicious. And what part of your um, job do you enjoy the most? Is it the presenting, the writing or the teaching or just being in the kitchen? If you had to pick one bit. <laughs> Actually, I really love teaching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I teach a lot, and especially after teach people find it like I made it or I can, you know, I could do it. And sometimes send me the photo, it's which is my huge pleasure and sharing my recipe or you know, people um actually made uh the dish what I teach. It's really, really um satisfying. So yes, I think I love teaching. That's wonderful. And if you weren't in food or maybe music, what would you, what do you think you would do? Oh, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it, something else. Um, what did I do? No music, no. 
Well, you can, well, you can have music <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Uh, but music is a lot of different type of music. So because yeah. I trained always kind of classical classical music, but when I was even in America, it's, it's like so many type of music. So obviously jazz and musical, and especially jazz. I I really wanted to play, but somehow my brain is training in like very classic music. So I wish I could really like. Um, play more free kind of um, yeah jazz musician I wanted to be yeah jazz musician when you're in the the cookery class and you're teaching like how have you sort of picked up any tips or tricks that you found useful in in helping your students get the best results possible or oh yes yes yes, yes. sorry yeah I understand that yes Japanese cooking especially or my style always prepare well so it's always like um, it's, it's ready for uh, this kind of everything's all together. So great things about Japanese food is great for the dinner party because prepare fast. Then in the end, the finishing is very, very short time to finish it. So it's great way to always plan it. Then, and then everything is very nicely, calmly um beautifully done so I always suggest like a little plan or prep it's very important do you have like everything kind of like weighed out in front before the students come in is everything perfectly ready yeah perfectionist in a way so it's (laughs) (laughs) and then always nicely calm so I yeah I love I love to be and also much better result as well so I highly recommend to do a bit more (laughs) organised cooking yes brilliant and how would you best like present like your kind of favourite sushi have you got any tips for presenting sushi yeah I mean it's it's super simple so I normally choose like a colour combinations so for example if you have a two uh, fillings for the rolling like a California roll I always suggest of course, flavor, but also uh, eat with the eyes. So normally like a different contrast colors and also flavor. So I normally do like salmon and avocado, which is a brilliant combinations, green and orangey pinky color. And also like a little condiments, like a little uh, sesame seed or fish egg on outside and the colors kind of lift up the bright colors and a little... I love garnish with the herbs and like when I was like a little sprinkle of herbs, 10 times better looking. <laughs> it's a very handy technique. So I always, my husband always laugh about it because I always have the chop, chopped chives. <laughs> so chop the chives, put it in a jar, sprinkle everything, even not like sushi, just sprinkle on the soup, everything. It makes much more interesting and tastes good as well so yeah so that's little tips for me yeah sounds like a beautiful dish isn't it because it is very aesthetically pleasing when you look at sushi you want to just take it all in um and if you're building a menu around sushi what else would be on the table so you know would it be a starter and main course or would it just be sort of yes a few things to do think about sushi i do uh, quite often I do sushi for the canopies. You know, it's a great for the like a Christmas time or party time. People come around, it's kind of 
it's good for the finger food. And then and then bring to the main course like fish or grill sit down meal. Or um, if it's focused on uh, sushi, I just have that hand roll. Do you know hand roll? Uh, it's really easy, low key, brilliant for the family or friends uh, dinner party or lunch party. So just put in like a fondue idea, put the all ingredients on the table, lots of rice to cook, and put in and everybody pick whatever you like and serve with miso soup or a little like a cucumber salad or a little light salad. That's all you need. So that's kind of, I like to have a, like a very uh, simple, easy uh, recipe or menu plan. That sounds really lovely. Um, so if you've got all of this uh, beautiful kind of display and all everything's kind of there for making your own hand rolls, who would be around the table? So in your kind of whoever you want, you can have living, dead or fictional. Who would you like to be there? Oh, I like, I love friends. So I like to invite all my friends. Uh, yeah, big parties. Uh, yeah, it's my dream to have like a go to the fish market, <laughs> buy the tons of fish yeah. and uh, bring to the uh yeah, my, my daughter's uh, birthday party or my birthday party or some, like, bring the old fish, vegetable, and the people having that. I quite like the hand roll idea, so everybody can as much as they want. <laughs> and the great thing is about sushi is actually uh, enjoy the vegetarian, our kids, so many different options. So it's really fun to have a sushi party, yes. That sounds lovely. I saw a, um, I think there's a video on, uh, YouTube of you like there was a, a setting like that and everyone was kind of put, making the hand rolls it just looks so beautiful like rolling them up like little little bouquets of food it looks so nice yeah 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 I love yeah I love friends and the friend kids all everybody together it's really fun things to do when you said friends I thought you meant that you were inviting like Ross and Rachel and Monica yeah. from the TV <laughs> but you mean your actual friends which makes more sense <laughs> Yeah, and a foodie friend as well. So yeah. yes, <laughs> so oh. my yeah, chef friends. Yes, I love it. I love to everyone come over. Yes, just come. <laughs> oh, sounds great. I think that's about all we've got time for, Yuki. It's been really, really lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And um, Yuki will be recording her recipe for the perfect sushi rice for us so you can cook along too. And that will be available as a separate episode at the weekend and will also be available on bbcgoodfood.com. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Rookie and Nice, a new podcast from BBC Good Food. For recipes and more information, please visit bbcgoodfood.com slash podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode. 